Welcome to the Rise and Thrive Podcast. My name is Liz Paris. And I'm Christina Cyphers. We're sisters. And we have been on a journey to get unstuck in life and learn tips, tools, and techniques to find more success, love, and happiness. We want to share what we've learned with you to help you move from surviving to thriving. All right, today we have Justin Morris back on our show. We are so excited to have him again. He always has such amazing insight to share. Welcome back, Justin. Hi, thank you for having me back. So um, Justin is an amazing life coach and mentor. Um, He personally has helped me shift my mindset a lot and just get over limiting and false beliefs um, and help me find the truths in my life. So I'm a personal um, example of what he does, but also Justin, he helps many people all around the world. Um, He's a survivor of depression, but I also say that he's a thriver. He's definitely gotten to the point where he's used his challenges to bless others' lives, and he's helping others to heal from life challenges and hurts, too. So anyway, we're so excited to have you today, Justin. Um, Welcome back to our show. Thank you. So happy to be here. Thank you. So Justin introduced to me um, a concept called The Work. Um, which is some, some amazing a set of questions and a, a system. It's a very simple system that allows you to go in and look at your thoughts and your beliefs around events or people and to take a look at those deeply and see if they're true and if they're stress-free and if they're serving you. And then to go from there to shift that if, if it's not, and, and it's a little, it sounds a little complicated, but as we talk about it today, it's so simple and it's so powerful. And so Justin, tell us more about why you wanted to understand the work <laughs> and then go into what the work is. <laughs> okay. I laugh because um, why I wanted to understand it, um, it was actually more that I needed it. Um, And I actually had a mentor that taught this to me. And this is not a a process that is new. um, And it's not something I've created. This process was was actually um, created by a woman by the name of Byron Katie. And uh, she is a professional in her her own right in mental illness and mental wellness as as a therapist. And she has written a book called Loving What Is. And so just wanted to get that out there so that when this conversation is over, those viewers or those listeners, excuse me, will have a resource that they can go to if they would like to know more. Um, But the best way to experience the work is to allow somebody to take you through it, I believe. And because I guess the reason I say that is because I read about the work in her book, Loving What Is, but I, I was really, really intrigued when I began to see and feel the benefits when uh, my one of my mentors took me through the work and i say that i have to agree with that because as justin helped me work through the work on certain beliefs that i had it was like life changing it felt like my brain made this big shift all within an hour's time yeah oh i'm so happy to hear that and if we can all put our hand in our heart and thank byron katie for 
um, for actually creating this. Um, I think what it's what this work is doing is is actually allowing people to have their lives back and to discover what the truth is. Now, I think it's important as we begin this conversation that we understand what it means to discover our truth, because I hear people say, I'm living my truth. And when I look at their lives, what I'm actually seeing is that they're putting, they're, they're living the mask of their truth. Because For sure. Acting out in ways that are unacceptable. They're acting out in ways that um, is not, that are not kind or they're not kind to themselves, um, to their bodies or to their spirits. And they, but they think that they're being free and that they're making their own choices. And so thus they're living their truth. But honestly, the, all those things, if they aren't serving us, they aren't serving our bodies and they aren't serving our minds. What's actually happening is that we're actually living our untruth. And it hurts us. There's pain well, there when we live our untruth, right? The, in, the indecision, the indecision is what's causing us pain. To live okay. our untruth will cause us less pain, but it, it, and it will bring a sense of relief and it will bring a sense of, of release when we are living our untruth because we've made the choice to do so. But living our truth will always bring us power will always bring us strength and will always bring us peace. And so better or best, which one do you want? I choose best every time. Well, I like to think that I do. <laughs> so I have a question. How do we know if we're living our truth? How do we, how, like, I don't know if I'm living my truth. How, how does one know that? Okay. Well, here is the best way to discover that. Um, one of the largest causes of um, depression and anxiety, or even just internal pain, emotional pain that we're, or discomfort that we're experiencing. What that means is that you have two core beliefs that, you, that are rubbing against each other. So you have the belief, for example, let's say I want to lose weight. So you have the belief of, um, I'm going, if I eat right, uh, these good foods are good for me. They will help me to lose weight. They'll help me to feel better. I want to feel better because I love me. And then you have the core belief of, oh, but I also love chocolate cake and I want this <laughs> smells delicious that thus it is delicious and it's worth, it's worth the temporary lapse in judgment to eat this chocolate cake. Okay. Now eating chocolate cake is not a sin. It is not going to kill us. But that very fact that we're sitting in front of this chocolate cake and we're trying to lose weight, it causes some emotional discomfort inside of ourselves. Okay. It causes this friction and we're having this internal battle. It's like the chocolate man with a sword and the angel man with, um, with a shield and they're like battling back and forth and who's going to win? For me, oftentimes it's the chocolate cake man, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but the reality is, until we make that choice, we're going to live and sit in that discomfort. So what the work does is it helps you to discover what both truths are and then allows you the opportunity to choose the truth. So okay. the truth or the work actually walks you through on discovering what that is. So it's not a blanket statement like I'm living my truth. No, it's, it's very individual and a very on a very case-by-case, emotion-by-emotion, experience-by-experience um, reality. 
I think living your truth is much grander and much larger than any of us could ever, ever understand. I mean, yeah. who are we? I know because of my background and my beliefs that I am a child of a God. And as a child of him, that means that I have certain propensities and, and abilities that I could never understand in my earthly mind. So I get to util utilize this mortal journey in a way that will allow me to, to recognize and to discover those amazing abilities that I have because God is my dad. Okay, great. So that means that case by case, experience by experience, we get to discover what our truth, truths are. And the best way to recognize when you aren't living your truth, living the truth in your life is when you experience that discomfort. When your life feels like you're playing two keys right next to each other on a, on a piano and you're like, that doesn't sound quite right, then that's a key alarm clock that says, hey, you might need to explore your thinking here because that's exactly what's causing the discomfort. That lack of harmony, right? That lack of harmony, exactly. And because the truth of the matter is, the very core truth is, is that um, that you and I were love. We, we are children of God. I hope this is okay to speak of God on this podcast. Yes. Yeah, definitely. All right. Please. Because he's a core, <laughs> he's a big piece of my life. So the truth is we are his children and he is love. So thus we are love and who we are is not an option. No option. We are who we are. We can't change the fact that we are God's children. That is the, the largest, most basic core truth. Um, and it hurts to think and that we are less than who we are. It hurts. So really, the beginning of the work is beginning to understand that, that thoughts and emotions are like mates. Okay, like they're together, they're friends, they're mates. So you can't have an emotion without previously just a split second before having a certain thought. And the beautiful thing about that is whether you're experiencing pain, fear, anxiety, depression, whatever, it doesn't matter. The beautiful thing about this is that you had a thought and because you had that thought, your brain and your body excreted this hormone that causes you to feel depression, fear, anxiety, embarrassment. So when you have those emotions, it's really cool to realize that, hey, I'm actually normal here. My body is reacting the way that it's supposed to. So what I've begun to understand is that thoughts are our friends um, and they are just what is. <clears throat> they appear and they're innocent. Um, they're much like the breeze that's moving through the trees or the raindrops that are falling. I mean, it just, they are just what is. And the fact is, I wouldn't argue with the raindrops or I wouldn't argue with the breeze. They just are what is. They aren't personal. And the only way they become personal is when we attach meaning to them. So um, the work helps us to understand those emotions that um, we can now attach meaning to, and now they become, they have become this mountain in our life. So it allows us this opportunity to, um, to move through these thoughts and emotions and see them on their most basic level and then choose the one that will bring us the most peace. Well, I wanted to say, Justin, that um, I've, I've read Byron Katie's book. I'm actually working through it right now with a, a book club. And um, I'm fascinated. She talks about before she had this shift in her mindset, she 
people say, what was your religion before you had this change? And she said, my religion was my kids should pick up their socks. And she said, I lived it very well. And I just, I love that because we live a life of a lot of shoulds. And it's like, it should be this way. It should be that way. And I love how Katie looks at, well, is it? Mm-hmm. It's like, well, there's the raindrops, there's the wind. Is, are they raindrops and wind? Yes, they are. <laughs> and so it's kind of looking at the reality of what really is right now. So yes, we would love to hear how to kind of work through the questions. If sure. you have the time to go through that, that'd be great. We'd love great. to make the talk actually. So I think um, just in response to what you just said, and these thoughts of they should, um, pick up their socks, for example, um, defeats the, the actual purpose of being on this earth. And this is where I love combining the beliefs of, of my beliefs, you know, with God. And I know that many of them experience have, have the same beliefs I do, but it's understanding that we're not on this earth to control everything and to control everybody that we're actually on this earth to experience the freedom of choice. So by telling somebody that they should pick up their socks or that they should do something or should feel a certain way, what in essence we're saying is you don't have permission to have control of your thoughts or your choices. I have control of that. So therefore you are nothing. I am everything. And that is so lopsided on the reason why we're here on this earth. And so when I realized that I was actually taking part in that controlling nature of things, I realized how wrong it was to feel that way or to react that way. In essence, I needed to let go and allow everybody the experience of being human and making their own choices and thinking and feeling themselves. And the interesting thing is when you're thinking in that mindset, they should, they should, you're actually feeling like you're doing it for them. Like you, you are helping them to be what they need to be. It's almost this almost control like innocent control like you're doing it for a good cause (laughs) but really it's it's still trying to control exactly and in the reality of the situation is that when we have these these negative emotions or these thoughts that aren't you know that we know that we need to move through a good practice and the mindset shift that I have learned is I have moved through a lot and been working with the work is that we need to greet these thoughts and emotions much like they're our friends or that we're greeting them much like we're greeting our children or our family with love and acceptance and gratitude. Say, okay, I'm so grateful for you right now, thought. Let's explore you right now. Let's discover um, what what we can do to, to think differently or to move in a different direction. Thank you for being my gentle alarm clock to let me know that I'm living in a lie that isn't right for me. That's awesome. She also talks about how the people around us are perfect teachers. So if your kids aren't picking up their socks, there's a reason why. They're helping you understand what's going on with you at a deeper level. Ding, 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 alarm, <laughs> alarm clock, right? I love that thought of just like, oh, instead of getting angry, this is actually an experience for me to learn. What do they not, or do they not receiving, or what do they not have that I can give them? So they can feel like they can move forward and do what they know that needs to be done. And also looking inwardly, do you like picking up the socks? It's almost like you have this anger around it, 
So then as soon as you start enjoying it or being happy that you can keep your home orderly, the kids feel that and they'll jump in and do the same in, you know, not totally. They don't always jump in, jump in. Maybe it takes them a while or you ask them a couple of times, but I feel like the more energy you change around it to be positive, the more they see that and they do what you do. Yeah. Because maybe the energy you're putting out there is that you enjoy the feeling of being a martyr or you enjoy the feeling of being the, the servant of the, of the family, even though you project that you hate it, but you're, you're showing them and teaching them that secretly you actually like That's where you're comfortable. Of being the servant or the martyr of the family. And so they're just giving you the opportunity to do what you love. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that was true. And Justin, thank you so much for all this valuable information. That sounds good. We're going to leave this book in the link for all of these listeners. I'm sure they're going to want to check this out. And um, also, before we let you go, we'd love to hear another oops moment from you. Oh, brother. Okay. <laughs> you, asked you. you know, I'm a, I'm a dad of six kids. I'm very familiar with poop. Um, I know... <laughs> It happens a lot around our house over the course of the last 20 years. So um, you're going to hear some poop stories today. Hope that's okay. <laughs> We're all familiar with that, I think. <laughs> Leave it to a guy, to, to dirty show here. <laughs> um, so I was, I was actually at work, and I, at the time this happened, I lived about 30 minutes away from my place of occupation. And um, so I was downtown. And I was delivering some, some heavy items back to the manufacturer. And um, I was leaning into my car and I was picking up these heavy items and something that I thought might've just been a little bit of gas slipped out, but ended up that it was actually much more than that. And here I am in downtown. Um, I'm 30 minutes away from home. I have appointments that I have to go to I, that I cannot miss. And so I'm freaking out now because <laughs> no denying what happened. And, and it was much more than could be hidden. And so, um, I call my wife in a panic. I say, what do I do? I'm not sure what to do. I mean, I, I can't come home. And what do I do? And she said, well, just go buy yourself another pair of pants. And so I thought to myself, okay, where's the nearest place? Now, one would think that when something like this would happen, that you would actually think about going to somewhere where there's lots of interesting characters out there. Like, <laughs> I won't name any stores, but no, I chose the most popular, um, populated um, mall in the area. I, I'm not sure what I was thinking. <laughs> With people who are dressed very nicely and smell nice, and here comes this <laughs> grown up who obviously has issues, and I squeak into this this <laughs> store. I literally just grabbed the first pair of pants that I could find. I made a beeline for the dressing room and just went ahead and changed everything, and came out and wearing the pants. And the guy said, "Would you?" <laughs> like to wear those out? I said, yep. <laughs> anyway, it was, you know, looking back, I think there were so many things I could have done differently, but 
it's interesting how our our mind does not panic yeah and i chose like this place that oh man it was it was very embarrassing and it's taken me a lot to share this i'm being very vulnerable so you're not the only one that's ever done that before (laughs) (laughs) a lot of us can relate (laughs) Um, maybe you're one of the only ones that have admitted that on a podcast that could (laughs) yep that might be true. <laughs> talked about it. <laughs> so great. Well, thank You're you so for sharing that. That's amazing. And Justin, we would love to hear how um, we can get a hold of you. If you could please tell our listeners what your email is. Okay, thank you. And once again, if they have interest in moving through things in their life that they're struggling with, it is wonderful to move through and utilize the work with a mentor, someone to take you through it, to at least understand it to the point where you can learn it for yourself. I'd love to be that person. Um, so my, my email address is lifelightmentoring at gmail.com. You can also connect with me on a Facebook community that I am launching today called Healing Heroes. Perfect. Wonderful. Thank you so much. And we'll leave the Healing Heroes down in the comments for the um, podcast and also your email information so our listeners can get a hold of you. So thank you so thank much, you. Justin, for sharing that valuable information today and that amazing OOP story. Unforgettable. <laughs> <laughs> You're awesome, Justin. Thanks. Thanks so much. Thank you. Horizon Thrive is now offering a vision board masterclass. This masterclass is monthly. It starts at the first of every month and goes through the duration of the month. We meet one time per week to talk about tools and tips for reaching your goal. And we also have daily accountability calls. Check out the notes for this episode to join or follow us on Facebook or Instagram. Have you been enjoying the Arise and Thrive podcast? If you submit a review, we have got an offer for you. Click the link in the notes below this episode, enter your name and your email, and we will send you a free copy of our valuable Beginner's Guide to Managing Your Emotions.